Welcome back to the Crush Your Goals with Christy podcast. On today's episode, I'm sharing another episode of the Rising Tide Greenville podcast, formerly called the Tuesdays Together Greenville podcast. This is the local group in Greenville that I lead of the Rising Tide Society, a collective of small business owners gathering in the spirit of community over competition. And this week I talked with Shelly Criswell. Shelly is a systems and automations expert. She shares her business journey as well as some tips to automating your business and implementing new systems. You don't want to miss it. Thanks for listening. And here's my talk with Shelly Criswell. Welcome to the Tuesdays Together Greenville podcast. We are the local chapter of the Rising Tide Society, a community that exists to empower the creative economy and unite small business owners in the spirit of community over competition. We believe that you were built to belong, that you're not alone, and that there is power in community. I'm your host, Christy Johnson, the leader of Tuesdays Together Greenville. Every two weeks on the podcast, we spotlight a local small business owner in the upstate to share their story. And joining me today is Shelly Criswell. Shelly is the owner of The Fearless Solopreneur. She helps creative entrepreneurs overcome the overwhelm and fear of tech so they can grow their business. She's an expert in tech processes and systems, and she's launching a membership course in, in the coming months with support to help entrepreneurs better understand the tech side of their business. Shelly, thank you so much for being here and welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Well, I like to start off the podcast by asking our guests about their business journeys. And this has honestly been one of my favorite parts about this podcast because so many people, while their their stories are all unique, and different. I love hearing the differences. There's so much that is relatable about every business owner's journey, I feel like, because as business owners, we can be so tempted to think that we are alone, that no one else has been through the things that we've been through. And so it's just been so interesting to me to hear this, the differences, but also just how um, we truly aren't alone as business owners. So <laughs> all that to say, I would love to hear how you got started in business and what led you to where you are today. Yeah. So I went to school um, a long time ago. We won't say when <laughs> <laughs> um, and graduated as a medical technologist. Um, and so that just means I worked in the lab. Um, so I worked in a lab for like 20 years on and off. Um, and uh, if anybody's worked in the medical field, you are, you work crazy hours. Um, and if you work in a hospital, you kind of just feel like a number. Um, and it's, it's just, um, easy to feel lost. And like I said, crazy hours. And if you have mm -hmm. kids, you want to spend your holidays with them and such. So, um, I had always wanted to try to find something else to do, but, I don't know. I don't know the ages of the people listening, but um, me, my age group growing up, you went to school, you got your degree and then that is what you did, period. So I felt always felt very stuck and like there was nothing else I could do. I'm like, this is my life. This is it. Um, and then one day I came across virtual assistants online and I was like, wait a minute, you can make money <laughs> doing this stuff online. Um, it was just, it was about four or five years ago, I guess. Um, and then, uh, so I kind of was like, well, let me try it. So I kind of got some 
uh, little side jobs and started doing things. And at first I was like, Oh, I'm probably good at copywriting. I like to write. I wasn't. Um, <laughs> but that's the thing about, um, you know, starting your own business, you kind of dabble in things and you learn what you're good at and what you're not good at and you just move on. So from there, I just um, slowly started growing my side hustle while working full time in the lab to, and I got to the point where eventually I was able to quit um, the lab and I haven't looked back. And then, um, I've just kind of slowly figured out what I'm good at, um, in the online space and which is tech and processes. And that's where I'm at now. And that is so true. What you said, I feel like even, um, uh, even our listeners who are younger that I still feel like a lot of the societal expectations are to go to school and do what, you know, figure out what you want to do when you're 18 years old, which like, who <laughs> knows what they want to do when they're 18, you know, I'm right? 28 and I still don't know what I want to do. <laughs> um, and that's so relatable because it is about making your own way and allowing yourself the freedom to try things. And I think it's so awesome that you tried that, that you found the virtual assisting and that led you to saying, Hey, let me see what I can try. Yeah, I, I can try copywriting. <laughs> and then realize, you know, um, but that's, you know, that's so relatable because we do have to kind of forge our own path. Um, a lot of times as small business owners, because there's not a lot of, uh, you know, for, for some of us, there's not a lot of guidance out there, especially when we get started. It's like, okay, so I want to start a business, but like, what does that even mean? How do I start a business? You know, how do I get a business license? How do I do all this stuff? And how do I even know what this looks like? Because in school, you know, they give you the the steps that you want to follow. And it's very easy to say, okay, I'm going to do this. And then I'm going to do this. And then I'm going to do this. But as a business exactly. owner, we have to like forge our own path. So I love that you gave yourself the freedom to do that. And now you've ended up helping people uh, with their systems and processes, which is so important because I feel like that is one of the things that a lot of business owners are super scared of. Um, so I want to hear a little bit about exactly how you help your clients. So give me some examples of, of what you help them do. What do you help people do um, in their business? So like, what yeah. does it mean to... To help with tech and processes and, and systems. Yeah. So a lot of business owners, the ones that I help anyway, that are like visionaries. Mm. So they have these like amazing ideas and then no idea how to like make it happen with the tech and the back end and things. Um, their heads are in the, in the clouds. I like to think a lot of times. Right. <laughs> um, and so that's where I step in and they're like, you know, okay, I want to launch a membership, for example. What, what would that take? And I'm like, well, you, you're going to need this and this and this, and they're all going to have to talk together and, mm -hmm. um, you know, and you need to create a onboarding process and it, things like that. And then I can just come in and kind of get it all set up for you. And, um, either set it up and then let you run with it, or I can keep working with you and um, grow with your business. Um, or I can teach you how to do it yourself. Yeah. So that's where I'm at. Yeah. <laughs> so basically you come in and help them put their vision and put their plan into action is what I, what I feel like. Yeah. Like yeah. And, yeah. And a lot of people are just uh, they can either, they either know the tech and can figure it out. Um, but they just don't want to, yeah. <laughs> they don't want to waste the time on that. And I don't blame them. Um, or, or it just scares them and then they get overwhelmed and then they don't do anything. Yeah. So 
I hear this a lot from people, um, especially in terms of CRMs, for example, like client relationship management uh, softwares. People say, this is over my head. I don't know what to do. They know that it can help them. And really, you know, they might've heard people say, oh, you got to use HoneyBook. It's so great. It saved my life. But they're so overwhelmed. And when we're overwhelmed, we we almost don't even take that step to get started and we get stuck. Um, and it's such a huge hurdle. Um, why do you think that people are so overwhelmed by systems and processes and tech? I think um, what I have noticed is a lot, and I kind of cater more to women because I think a lot of women have a hard time. You know, we weren't taught, well, when I was brought up, we weren't, <laughs> we weren't told to go into like, there was no such thing as STEM for women. Yeah. Um, uh, and so we were taught home ec and things like that. Right. I think we're just like really afraid to push the button is what I say. You're just afraid to push the button. Um, and so we just don't have that confidence and... Mm. Um, no offense to men, but sometimes we get mansplained if you ask. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> so I, that's why I, I really like to help women and just to, you know, tell them, push the button. It's okay. You, if it <laughs> breaks, it's okay. <laughs> that's what live chat is for. So I think that's where a lot of people just get so overwhelmed. They just don't want to uh, break anything and mm. don't, or don't know what the first step is and where to go next. Yeah. And, and I also think that when you do something new, um, it's so scary because it's it's something that you're not used to. And like you said, it's not really something that we are taught um, how to do. And it's uh, it's almost a whole nother world of concepts that we've never learned anything about. And when something is so um, overwhelming, I think that also we feel like we don't know how to break it down into a smaller piece that we can actually understand and, and digest. You know, when you think about a CRM, like you think about, okay, I know that this is going to make my life better, but like, how do I even go in and set up, you know, a workflow? Like what's a workflow? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so I think that it's overwhelming also, um, like you said, because we don't have the confidence and because we don't understand it. So mm -hmm. it sounds to me like you are able to help people actually get in the nitty gritty and make um, make those steps a little bit easier to digest. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, when you're good at something, you don't realize you're good at it until other people are like, how did you do that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think that's kind of how I was like in tech, I just kind of got started and, you know, all the business owners I was working for, they were like, Oh, how'd you do that? And I'm yeah. like, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's when I was like, Oh, okay. This comes easy to me, but not to everyone else. And so, yeah, I try to that. And that's just how my brain works. I break it all down. I'm like, okay, I see the overall picture. And then I'm like, well, what needs to happen mm. in order? So I kind of work backwards. I'm like, okay, this is the overall goal. And then we need to make these things happen and then start at the beginning. Yeah, exactly. And and not only is it a talent to be able to do that and and understand a system, but it's also another talent to be able to do it for other people. Um, <laughs> because I uh, I love tech and systems and processes, and I've always been able to do it myself for my business. And so I've actually had people ask me, hey, can you set up my workflows for me? And I'll say, yeah, sure. And then I go in there and I'm like, um, 
I have no idea what to do. I don't know how I'm supposed to get this information from them. How do I know what they want to do? Because for me, I'm just like, oh, I can go in there and yeah, I know what I want to do. And I can kind of like jerry-rig it to make it work. I don't know if it's the right thing. But it's also a skill to be able to go in and do something for other people. So I think that's awesome that you're able to understand what they want and help them achieve that goal. Um, If you don't mind me asking, what are some ways that you um, find out what people want to do so that you can then go in and, and achieve that for them. Do you have a survey that you send them? Do you just have a conversation with them and talk about the project or what's that like? Yeah. So, um, I do have like a, if it's a new client, I have a questionnaire I send them just to learn more about them. Um, and then once we start working together, yeah, just conversations and, um, strategize. And then I'll be like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. Does that sound what you want? You know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and focusing on that end result that they want to get. Exactly. They don't care how you get there. They just want to come in there and, you know, send a report or whatever it is they need to do. <laughs> That's right. Um, now, another thing that you're working on, aside from working with one-on-one clients, I also know that you're launching a membership um, in a few months where people are going to be um, able to learn from you and have support. So tell me more about what you are planning with that? Is that going to be something that um, they can learn how to do tech or is it going to be something where you help them connect to someone that does it for them? Tell me a little bit more about how you envision that working. Yeah. So I'm so excited about this. Um, a lot of my, I've, you know, a lot of people I run into, they also either don't have the budget to outsource. Right. Um, yeah. And then it makes me sad because they're, they're so, they're still so overwhelmed. They're not moving forward in their business. Um, so I wanted to create something that they could afford to come in and learn how to do it themselves. And, um, and then eventually hopefully they could outsource. And also, um, I wanted this to be for like new VAs that wanted to learn the skills to then offer to their clients. Um, so that's what this membership is all about. And it's going to be just a ton of different courses on all the different systems I've learned. And, um, and then also like a weekly Q and a session. So people can come and ask questions, um, every week and then some more things maybe Yeah, <laughs> as, as it goes. Yeah. I'll keep adding to it. That's what I love about memberships is that it's, it's almost like you, you pay money to be like guaranteed that someone is going to be on your team and someone is going to be able to help you. And I love memberships because you can ask a question and and you're getting brand new content from them, like fresh off the press. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, and I wanted, yeah, I was going to have a community too somewhere. Um, yeah. So that you could join and then ask questions amongst each, uh, each other and learn from each other as well. And that's so helpful. And, and I also love that idea of, of uh, teaching people how to do it themselves if they can't, because it's so expensive to hire someone to come in and do it for you. Like a lot of things that are done for you in the industry, I'm thinking like Pinterest or social media management or um, copywriting or, you know, writing a sales page, like all that stuff is so expensive if you just want someone to come in and do it for you. And some Mm -hmm. people can pay for that and that's great. And, you know, they have the luxury to do that. But, you know, a lot of small business owners, we're we're still in the fight (laughs) trying to you know, scale our business and meet those income goals. So to be able to have an option where we can learn how to do it and be empowered to do it ourselves. I think that's so awesome. Um, and I also think it's awesome 
you mentioned outsourcing, which is a huge part of the piece for business owners as well, because then they can have someone else come and do it for them, um, whether it's a virtual assistant, but like giving them the tools to be able to make their own dreams happen is so important. And then once you, you know, it's kind of like once you reach a certain level, then it's like, okay, I'm going to outsource this and, and be, um, you know, free and kind of step into that CEO role. Because exactly. I was just talking, um, we were on a, another Tuesdays Together call um, with Braden Drake, who is a licensed attorney, um, and he was talking about protecting your business. And something that he said was a lot of people, once they start outsourcing things, they forget that they actually need to go back and check on people and make sure that, you know, things are getting done. Um, and they really have to step into that role as a CEO and I think that if you don't know how your processes work, it might be a little bit more difficult for you to have to, to find someone who can outsource for you. So while you might be scared of tech and processes, if you learn this, it's actually empowering you to have the freedom later in your business where you can hire someone. Yes, exactly. Yeah, you need to know. Yeah, you need to know what's going on. Um, yeah. I'm also a project manager, and I think that being good at tech makes me a good project manager because if I didn't know what needed to happen, mm. how could I even make the project? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, so I think it's really important to already know that, not necessarily have to be stuck doing it all the time, but to at least know what's going on. Yeah, exactly. Um, now, I'm thinking about our listeners out there, and I'm sure that some of them are – um, already have some systems going in their business, um, some processes, but some people, they may want to implement a new system and they have some hurdles that they have to overcome. Um, a lot of people are just scared about that word systems or automation. They know that they need to do it, but they just don't know what that means. So what do you think are some of the biggest hurdles that business owners face when implementing a new system? Like if they're going in there and actually trying to set up a system, what do you think is, is a hurdle for them and how can, can they overcome that? Oh, that's such a good question. Um, I think just um, planning out how to implement the system. Mm. Um, so having that plan and a timeline and testing along the way. Mm. Um, and, you know, if you have other team members getting their feedback mm -hmm. on especially if they're the ones doing things, <laughs> yeah. getting their feedback on the process itself. Um, and then, and just know that it, it processes are a fluid thing. You're never right. going to have a process and it is set in stone. Right. And when mistakes happen, go back and look at that process and see if you can tweak it <laughs> yeah. and, and be like, Oh, okay, well let's change this. That way that mistake won't happen again. I, I really like mistakes in yeah. businesses because <laughs> you can really learn from them and really tweak a process to make it really awesome. Yeah. So just knowing, um, just having the ability to see all the steps of it and break it down um, and I think that one way that they can overcome it is by working with someone like you who can help them, um, because that's the biggest thing that I, that I want people to get out of this podcast is just knowing that they're not alone, that they don't have to do everything alone and that there are people out there willing to help you, you know, call yeah. Shelly, send her a message. 
<laughs> yeah, definitely don't don't go alone. Um, yeah, like you said, there's so many people out there uh, willing to help you and have knowledge. And once you connect with them, um, yeah, you'll just your business will start growing in ways that you hadn't even imagined. Yeah, I love that. Um, now, I also want to talk a little bit about game changers. Um, I want to know what have been some of the biggest game changers for you in terms of tech and why? Has it been a, you know, an app like Trello or um, ClickUp or whatever like that or a CRM? Like what are some of those biggest game changers that you would say, oh, oh, this really revolutionized how I do business? <laughs> yeah. The things you can't live without. The things I have on my tabs at all times. Yes. Um, click up, uh, I think, and any, any project management tool, um, yeah. and it, you know, click up's not for everyone, maybe Asana or Trello or, yeah. you know, some notion, um, there's so many different ones out there, but just find whatever works for you and really try to use it and mm. don't just put things in there and then forget it's there. Yeah. Um, but use it to organize yourself and hold yourself accountable, um, put your tasks in there, um, yeah, just a project management tool for sure. Um, I like ClickUp the best, yeah. uh, but it can be overwhelming. Um, so, you know, start with Trello. Trello, is the, to me, is the simplest one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's what I started with. And then I worked up, went to Asana and then ClickUp. Um, and then let's see, Canva. Canva is oh, yeah. so amazing <laughs> um, for any kind of graphic design. And it's it's just so fun and so much easier than something like Adobe. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Or what's the other one? Is there another one? I don't remember, but yeah, it's just the other ones are too hard. Yeah. Um, and Dubsado. So that's what I use for my CRM. I know you mentioned um, HoneyBook earlier. Uh, so some sort of CRM to keep track with your onboarding and offboarding and um, payments and um Sorry. Oh, Airtable. Oh, I, yeah. I am in love with Airtable. It's like spreadsheets on steroids. Um, if you use Google Sheets, I urge you to use Airtable instead. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, those are the four main ones. And then if you have a course um, or anything like that, then uh, I, I personally like Member Vault um, for ease of awesome. use and price. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I'm looking for one of those. <laughs> I could go on and on. I love I love to learn. And so like, you know, I'm like, oh, a new system. I don't know. Let me learn. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I could go on and on about all of them. <laughs> yeah. And I think that you said to use the one that works for you. And that is so important. Um, I think it is really important to try out the different ones and use the one that you understand. Um, because yeah. for me, I like you said, for project management software, I started with Trello. And it served me well. And they have some things that, you know, have really worked well. And then I go to ClickUp and I, and I realize, oh, yeah, this is actually way, way more robust and I can do a lot more things. But for me, I still just use Trello because it's the one that I'm using, you know, and yeah. I always feel like the best system is the one that you use. <laughs> um, like you said, don't just leave it in there and forget about it. So try them out. Try and go in there and, and, and see what it's about. And also they have like tutorials. You know, if you go on their websites, they have the startup guides, like don't skip those Yeah, <laughs> Watch those. and and do the one that works for you. I've tried, um, anytime someone asks about which CRM is quote unquote the best, I always say, you know what, 
the best one is going to be the best one for you. That's why they're all out there. They're all great. And so I always recommend that people use the free trials to their advantage and, and go in there, see what they can do, start putting things together. Cause sometimes there's just things that click with your brain better than other, other ones for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I've, yeah. Working with clients I've learned cause you know, I'm like, Oh, this is the easiest way to look at it. And it just, they, they don't get it. And yeah. then they'll see something else, the same information in a different way. And right. then they're like, Oh, <laughs> Yeah. I went to school for um, music. I studied piano performance and I had to take a lot of music theory classes. And we had this one professor who he would explain things like seven different ways. And it was so amazing to me because he might say something one way and he could just tell that all of us were lost. (laughs) And then he would explain it another way and someone would be like, oh, I get that. And then some people would be like, no, I still don't get it. And he would explain it another way. And he was just so talented at being able to explain the same concept in a different way so that different people could understand the concept. And I kind of think of these tools as just different ways of of achieving the same result. Um, And whichever one works with your brain is the one that you want to use and own that, you know? Don't feel bad that you you know, you don't like Trello or like, don't feel bad that you don't like HoneyBook when everyone raves about it, you know, (laughs) do the one that works for you. And that's, what's most important. Yeah, exactly. The one that you're going to use, like you said. (laughs) Yeah. Um, man, I just love talking about this. I feel like I could talk about systems and processes all day long, (laughs) but I don't really know what is going to be. I don't think our, our listeners really want to hear that. (laughs) Um, but I did want to just kind of, um, talk a little bit about, um, for someone who might be out there and has never ventured into the world of systems and processes and automations, how, or workflows, how would you explain the idea? This, this, I'm going off, I'm going off script here. I didn't send you this question before. (laughs) I'm not prepared. (laughs) Um, How would you explain what a workflow or a process is and how would you explain what a system is to someone who was totally new to the, to the concept? Hmm. Gosh. Okay. So a workflow would be, for example, um, how, if you onboarded a client, the workflow would be, how, how do you, the flow they go through getting onboarded. So Mm -hmm. They fill out a form first and then they get an email and then you call them and then you send them a contract. That would be the workflow. Yeah. Um, A system would be such a good question. Like for, for example, like social media content creation, Mm -hmm. your system would be okay on Sundays, I batch seven, you know, a week's worth of content and put it in Airtable. And then, you know, I, um, schedule it out or something like that. Yeah. So that would be the difference, I think. That's the system (laughs) that you go through to basically implement the process. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. And then once you have a system, create an SOP for it, a standard operating procedure, keep it in a doc somewhere. And it can be really simple, just something, you know, like a loom, a recorded loom video of how you do something. Um, That way, if you do ever outsource, you have that and they can go watch it and jump in and help you right away. Y'all, what Shelly just said is huge. Creating (laughs) SOP videos is so, it's going to save you, 
it's going to save your life someday. Yeah. (laughs) And it's exactly what she said. You literally just go in and record what you do. So when you have a new client, like you say, onboarding with you, just record, you know, the steps or whatever. Or if you, if you post to social media, um, and you have a certain way that you schedule your social media posts, if you're, you know, going in Canva and creating your templates, just film a video. You can even use zoom. You can do a screen share in zoom and film a video, record yourself doing it. And this is how I use my template. These are the colors that I use. This is what I do. And you might think, oh, I don't need to do that because I'm just the only person running my business. But if you do want to level up and let go of some things, when you begin to scale your business, it's so important to be able to bring other people in and show them your process and show them what you do. Um, Something that, uh, what's her name? Her name just went out of my head. Court, okay. Something that Courtney Foster Donahue always says is she says, I don't want to be the bottleneck in my business. And if you can outsource, that means that, you, that not everything depends on you. And so creating those SOP videos, like do it now so that when you want to outsource to someone, you can just say, yeah, here's how I do this. Can you take this over for me? Yeah, exactly. And I always like to ask my clients, you know, can your business pass the bus test? If you get run over mm-hmm. by a bus tomorrow, can someone come in and like work it exactly. <laughs> while you get better? Yeah. So, um, and a lot of people know it won't pass the bus test. Right. So, yeah. so do those, do those SOP videos and you'll be on your way to outsourcing some of these processes. Yeah. And I love talking to you. It's so much fun. Is there anything else that you want to say to our listeners before we wrap up? Um, I don't think so. Just um, I have a Facebook group if anybody wants to join that where you can come and ask questions and hear more about my membership. Um, Yeah, how can they find the Facebook group? Yeah, so (laughs) I always mess up the name. Isn't that so funny? It's uh, Female Entrepreneurs, um, Tech Systems and Automations. Okay. Um, that's my Facebook group. And then I have a freebie if you want. It's all about the ultimate tech stack where I list out, I think there's 70 plus different pieces of tech that you could use in your business and uh, what they do and why I love them. Oh, that sounds awesome. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a tech nerd, so I love that. I'm going to be checking <laughs> yeah. that out. So where can people, um, where's the best place for people to follow you? Um, I will have a website. It's the fearless solopreneur.com. So you can come there and get your freebie. And like I said, join me on Facebook. That's usually where I'm at. Okay. Awesome. And I'll be sure to put those links in the description of this podcast so that you guys can uh, find that easily, but it's just the fearless solopreneur.com. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then the Facebook group, we will link in the description. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you so much, Shelly. It's been such a blast talking with you. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks. I really had fun. Well, if you guys want to learn more from Shelly, like I said, you can go to her website, thefearlesssolopreneur.com. If you want to learn more about Tuesdays Together and the Rising Tide Society, you can find us on greenville.therisingtidesociety.com. You can get information about our monthly meetups and webinars and also our monthly guides. Every month there's a new guide with articles on a different business topic. And we have a community. We would love for you to be a part of it. If you're not local to Greenville, you can still go to our website and find 
other chapters that are nearby, or you can always contact us on the website and we can get you plugged in wherever you are because there are 250 plus chapters around the world of the Rising Tide Society, and we'd love to have you in one of them. Thank you guys so much for listening and I'll see you next time.